and establish as far as possible right relation with the surroundings. Only by establishing the right relation with the surroundings, one can experience the bliss, the joy and the happiness at different levels. Happiness at the <coughs> mental level, joy at the buddhic level and bliss at the atmic level. There are three different terms relating to three different planes which is expected to be experienced by being here, building right relations is not so very easy. This is because the world is full of beings with different, different backgrounds, different experiences, different exposures and different states of comprehension. So people behave differently. Not always we have the interaction of joy. Sometimes we get interaction of pain and displeasure. And in those conditions to remain intact, standing, standing in the light of Master is what In relating to the nature and also in relating to the beings, even while you are establishing on one side the right relation, you may not necessarily experience the right response from the surroundings. This is the dimension which we see in the life of many great initiates and devotees, that they went through many trials and turbulences, in spite of their being adopting to the right 
attitude and right action, right speech. This is a dimension which we have to see in life, which is not normally seen and we get into the question of the why of it. The stories in the scriptures as also the lives of initiates show that they went through many difficulties in spite of their being very virtuous, very lawful and very patient, tolerant and forbearing. This is what we see from the stories of Ramayana and Mahabharata. And this is what we see from the life of Jesus the Christ. And this is how there is a dimension life to rise from the earthly states of emotion to higher states. <coughs> Sometimes this pain is given, in the, in the, the pain comes to us through nature and through beings. It's just like it happens. And that's where we are required to establish to, in us the required degree of patience, tolerance and forbearance. The height of forbearance and tolerance was demonstrated by Jesus the Christ when he expressed to the Divine when he is being crucified. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not. Father, forgive them for they know not. This is what he said when he is being nailed on the cross mercilessly by the people whom he did not offend, whom he did not insult, whom he did not... He is not the cause for their enmity towards, towards him. Likewise in the story of every that is the height of tolerance, forbearance and uh, patience that he has demonstrated. It is also the case with Moses because these stories are known in the West and we have some Western brotherhood here. Brotherhood is, is one, they come from the Western Hemisphere. So therefore, they are our examples, Moses and Jesus, Socrates, Pythagoras. They stand as our examples because they went through many trials and turbulences, even while they are on the right path, even while they are exercising wisdom in action, even while they are transmitting love into the surroundings. That's where a statement comes from the hierarchy that let pain bring due reward of light and love. Each time a pain happens, the related love and light visit us only when we show patience and we are tolerant of the situation and we bear the nonsense as it is attempted at us. That's where we have to examine the stories of Yudhisthira and Rama, isn't it? For nothing Rama was sent to exile. 
ఇట్స్ నోట్ ఆల్ మనోరామాయణ ఫర్ నథింగ్ వాట్ ఈస్ ది కాజ్ ఫర్ హీస్ ఫర్ హీస్ గోయింగ్ బీయింగ్ సెంట్ టు ఫోర్టీన్ ఇయర్స్ ఆఫ్ ఎగ్జాక్ట్ వైల్ హీ వాస్ టు బి కారణేటెడ్ ఇఫ్ యూ యాస్క్ వై షుడ్ ఇట్ బి సో ఇట్ హ్యాస్ ఏ డిఫరెంట్ డైమెన్షన్ ఇట్ లెట్ ఇట్ లెట్ డిఫరెంట్ పర్పస్ ఆఫ్ లైఫ్ అండ్ ఇట్ గేవ్ a lot of relief to the world as such an event of pain that was caused to one person resulted in a, a world welfare a global welfare it led to establishing law and order at a higher dimension and all those who were players in the game were all seen as being the pawns in the chess the pawns in the chess for nothing someone starts disliking us for nothing it can happen however much we search the cause for it we don't find it the mother the stepmother of rama she was the most loving mother to rama more than the natural mother of rama Murdhyan Kausalya, it is Kaikeyi who was very fond of Rama, it is she who was giving him bath, who was dressing him, who was giving him stories, who was feeding him, much more than the natural mother, it is the stepmother. But it is from the same stepmother, the most unexpected mother, turn has come in life to rama it is the same mother through time it is she who demanded that rama shall go for 40 years to exile and her son her son shall be made the king if 3 4 days after that even the lady felt how could she do like that 3 to 4 days after the event when rama left and when her son was asked to take to coronation and when he refused and questioned the decision of the mother she was herself wondering what has happened with her why did he do so why did she do so she even went to the forest to request rama to come back and coronate himself but rama did not agree because by the time he understood the plan of the play of the divine <coughs> understood the play of the divine that shows at times times in the lives of devotees there are so many life devote life stories of devotees in scriptures there is through some agency you receive pain through some agency you receive pain you receive displeasure you receive disappointment you receive hurt you receive criticism this can happen this is a higher dimension it's a dimension which one can only have to bear it with patience and tolerance and continue to relate to the one master in all including the ones through whom such pain is come 
that's how it is uh, given as a lesson in, a, in advanced discipleship we have so many stories of devotees in india to narrate so is the case with yudhishthira for no fault of him his cousins were always against for no fault of him his cousins were always against him they were always working out to put them or to put them off yudhishthira and his brothers isn't it and we make an analysis what is the mistake that yudhishthira did nothing what was the mistake rama did nothing but still it came most of us when we get certain difficult situations we always get into the why of it the best thing to do is to bear it to bear it in by relating to the divine relate more and more to the divine more and more you are refined when you while you are in pain when you continue to relate to the divine then that pain brings a due reward of light and love there are many stories the story of kunti meaning the mother of pandavas she was always in painful situations always throughout her life and on account of the pain she was regularly receiving in her life program she had anchored to lord krishna she completely anchored to lord krishna and said he only would save me nothing else can save him. and ultimately when krishna was departing from the physical he asked his aunt kunti the mother of pandavas auntie what is it that you would like from me she said continue to give me the same pain so that i continue to relate to you <laughs> can you continue to give me the same pain because while in pain i am more in touch with you lord i am more in touch with you. when we are not in pain we are not so much in touch with the divine isn't it? so sheep you i have spoken for three classes the dimension of this as spoken by kunti in bhagavata if you have time if you have inclination you can listen to it how beautiful is the dimension because we all know through the utterance of master jalpul let pain bring due reward of light and love <coughs> on one side there is pain on the other side you are more and more relating to the divine and that gives you the related <coughs> dimensions and you raise from being in the local situation into a higher situation <coughs> that's it, that is the message coming from higher circles she says continue to give me this pain so that i firmly stand in you otherwise i may lose contact with you in the kingly pleasures that we have she is a queen isn't it she is the mother of the emperor when this question was asked to the lady kunti she was already the mother to the emperor the emperor being yudhishthira the eldest son of the pandu 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 are called pandavas 
when you are at the height of the glory she said all this glory is, is only an account of you all this glory is only an account of you but for you my sons would not have received all this glory they anchored with you therefore you glorified them <coughs> i can clearly see that and i have always been praying you to ensure that my children are kept in good stead and what is the means for me to be in continuous anchorage to you it is only the pain that is approaching me on a daily day to day basis that enabled me to relate to you and i am in continuous connection with you so i am very doubtful if pain is removed from my life i may not be as much in continuous connection with you as it is now with me see therefore let pain be continued and that would be a, an impetus for me to stay connected firmly with you this is what kunti says normally we don't speak like this dimensions isn't it? there is a story of meera the queen of rajasthan the king of rajasthan was his name was rana rana was the king and meera was the key queen meera was in fond of krishna from the childhood she was at in excellent devotion to to krishna she was so completely devoted to krishna that she was frequently getting into ecstasies very frequently getting into ecstasies and in that ecstasy she used to move out relating to the krishna in every bush every tree every animal every beggar every mendicant every ordinary man everywhere to her it is krishna so she was not honoring the kingly uh, etiquette she is, she is the queen she is supposed to have certain decency demeanor and dignity and behave in certain fashion put on certain specific dress for specific occasions isn't it so the husband was very unhappy with her so he went on paining her he went on paining her in every which way but she was so devoted and she said let let my husband and others do anything that they like they may deprive me of everything but don't let me you don't deprive me of your association with me your association with me is more not my association with you she says our associating with the divine is uh, may not be all that uh, firm but if the divine decides to associate with you it is firm grip the grip of the divine is like the grip of crocodile the grip of the divine is the grip of the crocodile if the, you cannot have such strong grip as that of a crocodile so if the crocodile grips you you cannot wriggle out of it if a master of wisdom grips you you can you can never disassociate with the master you are trying to grip the master may not work because there are many limitations and many weaknesses in us therefore all true devotees always prayed 
you please grip me you please grace me you please visit me i cannot grip you i cannot reach you i cannot as much relate to you isn't it we have songs saying that i can't come up by all those seven hills you please better come down and pick me up isn't it ededu sikharala nen adugalenu ఏ పాటి కానుకలు అందించలేను వీ కెన్ రియలీ ఆఫర్ నథింగ్ టు ది డివైన్ ఇజెంట్ ఇట్ ది డివైన్ కెన్ ఆఫర్ ఎవ్రీథింగ్ టు అస్ సో మీరు వెంట ఇన్ టు సచ్ ఎ స్టేట్ వేర్ షీ సెట్ యూ ఎనీథింగ్ మే బీ డిఫ్రైడ్ ఆఫ్ డోంట్ డిఫ్రైవ్ మీ ఆఫ్ యువర్ అసోసియేషన్ బై దాట్ షీ హాస్ ఓవర్ కమ్ ఆల్ ఎర్త్లీ డిఫికల్టీస్ ఆల్ ఎర్త్లీ డిఫికల్టీస్ ఆర్ ఓవర్ కమ్ బై రిలేటింగ్ టు ది డివైన్ సో ఇస్ ది కేస్ విత్ కుంతి so is the case with jesus the christ he was ever in connection with the father the master in the of the universe he was in such connection that he went through the whole pain and he is duly rewarded kunti is duly rewarded meera is duly rewarded yudhishthira bawal is very much rewarded we the beings would normally look for a comfortable pleasant living a comfortable pleasant living but if we are in such comfort and in such pleasure we may not really evolve we may not really evolve evolution comes not on not just through difficulties evolution does not come through difficulties when you are relating to the divine and when the difficulties come to you by your firm association your association with the divine gets firmer stronger the difficulty makes you look more and more to the master more and more to the ishwara more and more to the divine that is the key that is the key the key is relating more to the divine than trying to uh, resolve the objective difficult ajna was also help like that in the war he said i can't fight this war i can't fight this war and he said and he expressed that he submits himself to lord krishna and lord krishna let him through the war let lord krishna ensure that he is through the war and that's where he says sishyasteham sadhimam prapannam sishyasteham tvam sadhimam prapannam meaning i surrender to you i follow whatever you say isn't it this is the ultimate this is an ultimate session for this group life that's why i thought let me give the ultimate lesson as it should be given as it is given in bhagavad gita as it is given in bhagavata i really don't have this text otherwise i can show krishna says to arjuna the best thing that you can do is as you said surrender to me i shall conduct you that is the phenomena with master sri
you surrender to me i will conduct everything to you in such a manner that as soul you evolve as soul you evolve you offer yourself to me i shall enter into you and conduct yourself your entire life and even glorify you glorify you. so you are relating to me he is in a manner that you surrender to me you offer to me yourself offer to me and stand in me i shall enter into you and conduct and ensure that you ultimately turn out to be the most splendorous and victorious one that's how the stories of the devotees are there are many such events in the lives of disciples no disciple just passed through on a in a path of rose beds the path is not rosy the path is full of thorns at a point at a point the path is full of thorns and thorns are no thorns when you stand in firm relation with the master with the ishwarani this is what is given as the step of sharanagati in the indian tradition sharanagati i cannot really handle these situations i surrender to you you please handle the situation what is the best for me and best for all you may please conduct that's how the 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 relation with the master is tested before one is really initiated <coughs> the relation with the master is completely tested before one is initiated because if, if it is only a commercial relation it will not last long if it is only a mental relation it will not last long if it is a soul relation that you know that it is only i know that it is only you through him i can receive salvation you are the only salvador you know in spain we call it salvador you are the only savior i know nothing else can save me isn't it in the story of the elephant and the, the crocodile we have a great prayer running over 18 stanzas where ultimately the elephant says నివేతప్ప ఇతఃపరం వరుగ మనింపందకం దీనుని రవే ఈశ్వర కావవే వరద సంరక్షింపు భద్రాత్మక యు ఆర్ ది ప్రొటెక్టర్ ఆఫ్ ది బీయింగ్స్ భద్రాత్మక సో యూ హ్యావ్ టు కమ్ అండ్ యూ హ్యావ్ టు సేవ్ మై స్ట్రెంగ్త్ మై ఎబిలిటీ మై థింకింగ్ డజంట్ హెల్ రియలీ హెల్ప్ so instead of turning to solve a a difficult situation a seemingly tough situation the ultimate key given to the humans is turn to the divine and relate to the divine stay in complete association with the divine either through worship or through prayer <coughs> or through meditation that's the key by that the divine enters into you and conducts the whole thing and resolves the seeming tough difficult situations 
It's not whether the situation is, uh, the ultimate is, the, the fruit of the whole thing remains in your turning deeper into the light. <clears throat> your ascent into the light is the real fruit that you get, but not the solution that you get outside. The outer solution may not, will not, will no more be very interesting to you because you have gained something much more interesting than the outer solution. Much more interesting. The elephant was all-powerful. It was the king of elephants in the forest. It had a thousand lady elephants as its wives and many admirers it had, isn't it? We all have similar situations. The story is given in the form of an elephant, but each one of us, we have our own admirers, our own followers, etc., 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 and we feel very big, isn't it? And then in that state of bigness and pride, we may do certain things which may grip you ultimately. You walk unconsciously into a grip. That is what happened to the elephant. The elephant, out of its own vanity, enters into the lake and then disturbs the lake. Consequently, the crocodile catches. And the crocodile is a divine crocodile. It was all planned to see that this fellow evolves. The whole thing is that's what I want to show the diamonds. A difficulty is a means to experience light. It's an opportunity to experience light. There are cases where a grown-up son is lost. Don't we see such situation? A grown-up son is lost and you are already in the advanced age. How does it pain? But as that has turned a very normal uh, <coughs> average devotee or disciple into a deep devotion and deep discipleship, etc. Likewise, there are cases where when a spouse is lost, people have turned into it. <coughs> Isn't it? What is the story of Tulsidas? Ramcharitmanasi wrote Ramayana in Hindi, which is most popular in India. Thousands and thousands daily study the scripture that he wrote in Hindi. <coughs> he was uh, insulted by his wife. The lady whom he loved most insulted him and it, it, it gave a lot of pain to him. Tremendous pain. In that pain, he turned towards Rama, Rama and then he related so much to Rama to overcome that pain, incidentally he got inspired by Rama and wrote Ramayana, which is immortal. No one knows the name of the lady. People know the name of Tulsidas and the Ramayana that came through him. Sometimes the Divine has his own ways of uplifting the beings and ensuring that they are drawn nearer to Him. <coughs> when you are always, always in too many pleasures, and if the Divine is interested in you, He will hit you hard in the objectivity, and the inner being will start relating to the Divine. That is what happened to 
Yudhishthira, when he has done his Rajasuya and he had the Maya Sabha, the magical palace where what is apparent is not real and he was in the height of the splendor. That was the time. He was lost into the splendor of his life. So to save him from being lost into the objective splendor, there was a turn in, in his life through one event. And that led him into exile and then into the related pain. And that pain ultimately enabled him to realize the universal Krishna consciousness. The universal Krishna consciousness was realized by Yudhisthira much earlier and much before than any of his brothers. To others, Krishna was a human, a, a being with certain supernatural powers. They did not know as much as Yudhisthira knew about Krishna. The pain of the insults that he received through the deceitful game of gambling that has transformed him gradually to gain the universal consciousness and he stood in good stead at all times. It is he who saves his other brothers. It is he who walks into the kingdom of light with a full consciousness while others did not, could not do so. Other brothers could not do so. All these stories have a message for us to stand firmly in the divine when we are deeply pained from the surroundings. That's why it came to me today, let pain bring due reward of light and love. We, in the morning prayer, I think we don't utter this, it is after the... There is a larger version of the prayer where you get this sentence. So, normally small pains, small displeasures, small unexpected things as they happen, we are already into a complaining mood, we are also, we start grinding our axis, hmm? <coughs> how to set right the other fellow. We cannot, the more we try to do that, the more it tends, tends to be tough. The best thing is to throw it off and turn to the Divine. Turning to the Divine is what the message is by the nature to you when you walk into a very tough situation in life. Some lives are given tough situations, more than others. Some lives, they are, they are just sleep away through pleasures and comforts in life. Some lives are given from time to time, regularly some pain is given. Instead of orienting to the pain, the pain should give you this message, turn towards the Divine in you. It is the case with Mirabai, it is the case with Sakubai, it is the case, the case with, Bhag, with Tukaram, it is the case with so many. That is why we are told to read the stories of disciples. <coughs> A story of disciple is a story full of thorns. Yet, they haven't deviated. They, they haven't delinked with the divine. That's where you are really tested. The, the, the 
what we say is the, the iron, the more it is put to heat, the better it bends. Isn't it? Each one of us, with all our ego, we think we are this, we are that and all that. But then sometimes our fire comes through life to you. You are burnt, isn't it? Lot of burning happens. As much burning happens, so much you are melted. As much you are melted, you can be better molded. So to mold the personality is, crises do come in life. Crises do come in life from time to time. And the greater is your association with the Divine, greater you are in one way or other tested by nature before you are admitted into the kingdom of light. That's how the story is. Don't think the life of Master C.V.V. is all of splendor. It was of splendor only up to forty-two years. When the, when the energy visited him, it is no more that kind of splendorous life that he led before. The first impact is he lost lot of his economics. All his wealth is lost. The second impact is the family turned hostile. We don't speak of those things. We speak the that aspect of him where he transmitted light. But there is the other side of life where firstly he he lost his wife whom he loved most. It has driven him to make take to a second marriage. Because there were already children from the first marriage. And then as the energy visited, it has done its own magic on him. A man with thirty-three house thirty-three houses in Kumbhakonam, he is left with one house. All his wealth has vanished through certain transactions that have happened. He was pushed into some railway contracts and those railway contracts substantially evaporated the wealth that he <coughs> held with him. He was ultimately left with one house. Not much was left. The children who saw all this and seeing this man engaging in prayers, meditations, and what little is left in the house, he was feeding by way of idlis, lunches and dinners. The children were not so very happy. One of his sons has slapped him on his face. Slapped him on his face. But he took it with a smile. It's easy to say that, but if it happens to you, how would it be? And most of his wealthy friends disassociate. His friends were the local kings, Jamindars, men with Vedic knowledge, men with musical science, all top class elite were around him until then. Once the energy visited and when the light started functioning, all those associations disappeared. <coughs> And new associations have happened. These associations that happened later are the ones who transmit light, not the earlier ones. The earlier ones were all earthy. The new ones, the new version are of light. So that's how things happen. It changed. 
and in the life of master and man also there were so many difficulties we don't write in the books all those difficulties we write in the books what he accomplished in terms of light he had lot of difficulties with his to run life in terms of economics and when he became an advocate he was uh, he was not inclined to demand fees <coughs> he was allowing people to pay as they like so this assurance was on a day to day basis he was not a very wealthy man and above all there are two criminal cases lodged against him by some members of the society two criminal cases any time he can be prosecuted and sent to jail can you imagine <coughs> once when a disciple came to him and narrated all his difficulties then master emman himself said why are you worried about your difficulties i have even greater difficulties forget about them look to the master don't look to your difficulties look to me look to the master he he has himself stated for his entire life till the fag end of his life there were two cases always argued in the court in a criminal court which would mean the master could be sent to jail and imprisoned for a long time he did not turn towards uh, the his energy he did not devote his energy towards those cases on the contrary he related in a deeper sense with the master and he is the one who gained immortality in the fastest possible time amidst the mediums of master cv and today he guides with his etheric body both in the east and west all those ardent aspirants who follow the path of master cv is considered to be the pole star what is master jalkul is to master maurya and master kutumi is what mn is to the yoga path of master cvv and in his lifetime he went through many difficult and so is the case with the life of master ek <coughs> he had his own cup of difficulties so nothing comes to you and you are relating to the master regardless any situation is what leads you into greater measure of life not only we always look for a physical state of comfort a physical state of comfort ultimately leads you to death what is the ultimate station that we all walk to everyone who is born in flesh and blood in the on the same day the date of death is also recorded we we are only informed of the date of birth we are not informed of the date of death isn't it but this is a sure prophecy day after day we are walking towards the death of this body <coughs> it is jatasya marandham whatever is born whatever is born is bound to die we are the unborn ones so we don't die but we should realize that we are the unborn ones that we are the eternal ones we still believe in our birth date isn't it each one of us if you are asked 
what is your date of birth? We are very fast in form our date of birth. Isn't it? No one says, I don't know. Anyone, would anyone of us say, I don't know my date of birth? When Vamana was asked of his date of birth by the king Bali, Vamana, the one of the incarnations of the Lord, he was asked, when, is he, when was he born, how old he is? Is he? He said, I don't know. Meaning, I was never born. And hence I am ageless. The souls are ageless. The bodies have a date of birth and hence a date of death. Everything that is born shall have to die. Even the earth which is born shall die, but not the principle of earth. The principle of earth remains. It takes every time a different globe. Globe after globe it forms. The globe that we have today was preceded by another globe, which is today our moon. Today, what we call our moon is our earlier earth. It has taken to different form, and slowly that moon will dissolve itself. Even before that moon dissolves, another moon appears, don't worry about it. So there is something unborn and there is something born. The born things are around the unborn things. If you are to walk towards the unborn dimension of yourself, you cannot be comfortably settling in the things that are given birth to. From mortality to immortality you have to be led, isn't it? Mrityorma Amasram Gamaya, this is what we say, but we don't work towards it. Mrityorma Amritam Gaya, from immortality, from mortality to immortality, please lead us. From untruth to truth, please lead us. From darkness to light, please lead us. This is how we speak, uh, like parrots. But the path that we have to take for that purpose is really a fiery path. It's a path of fire. So that dimension is being inaugurated in this session. Uh, As you all know, by this this time you all know, no talk is planned. It comes as as such uh, on the conclusion of each prayer. So the dimension that the Master gives us, uh, do not get uh, perturbed with the disappointments. Do not get perturbed with the delays. Do not get perturbed with the diseases. Do not get perturbed with the death. They don't belong to you, he says. That is is his uh, mm, syllabus to overcome the Saturn in us. Delay, disappointment, disease, Decay, death, all these do not happen to you, he says. They don't happen to you. They may happen to your body and to the bodily related life. But there is a glorious inner life which is not touched by any of these things. The disease does not touch the soul. It is not that. That's why I never say, I am diabetic. Don't say, 
ఐ యామ్ డయాబెటిక్ ఐ యామ్ హైపర్ టెన్సివ్ ఐ యామ్ కార్డియాక్ పేషెంట్ ఇట్స్ నాట్ యూ ఇట్స్ ది బాడీ దిస్ హ్యాస్ హైపర్ టెన్షన్ దిస్ హ్యాస్ డయాబెటిస్ సో యూ హ్యావ్ టు డిస్టింగ్విష్ యువర్ సెల్ఫ్ ఫ్రమ్ యువర్ బాడీ so if you associate with it the related energy comes to you instead you associate with something which is eternal and immortal of which you are a part then you remain eternal and immortal untouched by the peripheral events that happened <coughs> untouched by the peripheral events that happened to you that's how so from time to time persons are given pain persons are given displeasure persons meet with disappointments persons with meet with diseases when you are in a very dangerous disease you are more after temples more after bhajans more after stotrams more after gurus and all that <coughs> which is the door through which people come into vantage atras mostly homeopathy where there are incurable sicknesses and which could not be treated in allopathy they all come up through homeopathy to the master isn't it slowly relating to the master becomes more important than relating to homeopathy it's a window is it artho artulo ardhartalo jignasulu kada artho jignasulu ardhartri these are the means through difficulties people are brought to me that's what bhagavad gita says people try to orient to me when they are in their difficulties when they are in great difficulties that is a means by which i try to relate receive them into my fold likewise when there are great economic debacles that happen ardha there are many who went through economic debacles and thereby turned towards the divine and after they turned towards the divine they are not so much worried about the economic side like the money earning programs are no more so very interesting once you find the taste for the divine and together we have the story of bhartruhari bhartruhari it is relevant to speak of that story for the sake of our western brothers and sisters there was a great king in central india there was a very great king in central india he was known for his abilities for his valor his name is bhartruhari difficult to pronounce for the western tongue bhartruhari and as it was the case with the kings when the animals enter into the human habitats they try to restore the animals to the forest not to kill them they have to restore the animals to forest where they have to live and the humans live in the habitats which are built by clearing certain forests all these towns and cities that we have built were originally forests we cleared the bushes cut off the trees and farmed the cities the towns and the villages originally all were pervaded by animals so we are the immigrants though we claim to be locals all the humans are immigrants that have restored the animals to forest we create a reserve 
for them in the forest, isn't it? So who is immigrant, who is native, it's all relative. It's all relative. So when too many animals were coming and visiting the human habitats, the king had to restore them to the forest. So he went with his soldiers, he went down restoring elephants, tigers, lions into the forest. And in doing so, he found a very beautiful deer. A very beautiful deer. He thought he should fetch the deer and have a good feast after he goes home. So he was, after the deer, the deer was running, escaping with its own ability. But ultimately he could shoot the deer with, his, with an arrow. With the arrow stuck in the, at the neck, the deer still ran and disappeared into a cave. Disappeared into a cave. So the king was pursuing, so he also entered the cave. And the cave took him by many turns and twists and turns. <coughs> Ultimately, <coughs> the deer has fallen at the feet of a seer who was contemplating in the deep down interior of the cave. It fell at the feet of the seer. The king came and said, this deer I wish to take with me, I am the one who shot it. Then the seer said, life is given to this deer by the divine and you took away the life. If you say it is your deer, first give back life to it and then take it with you. Give back life to it and they take it with you because the life giver is the owner of it. The king said, how can we give life to the deer that is already dead? Then the seer said, in case I give life to the deer, do you agree that it is mine? The king said, yes, if you can give life to a dead deer, I would happily prostrate before your feet and I let you take the deer. So the seer, he, made, he contemplated and touched the deer, the deer came to life and stood on its legs, full of energy. Then the king agreed that the deer belongs to the seer. So the, the seer made a gesture to the deer and the deer just ran away from the cave into the forest. The king remained there. He looked at the seer and said, how could you give life? I said, it's the divine who gives life to you, to me, and if he wills, he can give life to the deer. He is the omnipotent one. I related to him and requested him to give back life to this deer so that it can live its life for some more time. So the, the king was totally illusioned, disillusioned of his abilities in comparison to the ability of the seer. He could bring the dead to life, isn't it? He felt all his earthly abilities are no abilities. He asked the seer if he could accept him as his student and initiate him into the path of meditation. 
the seer said, yes, I would do it if you don't turn back. If you don't turn back, and I will do it for you. He received the initiation. Then the king went out of the cave and informed the soldiers and said, I am no more coming to the kingdom. You can coronate my younger brother, Vikramaditya. You hear this name. He is another great king initiate. Vikramaditya, make him the emperor. I am no more coming to the kingdom. I relinquish my kingship. I stay in the cave and meditate. And ultimately he turned out to be a great initiate and he gave a lot of wisdom in central India through his Sanskritic poetry. So that's how a man who was to be graced by the divine. When divine intends gracing a soul which is ripe, which is ripe, for entering into the kingdom of God. If a soul is ripe for an entry into the kingdom of God, the grace conducts certain events through which the life turns out into a different life. <coughs> it totally turns out. We have another story, I can give any number of stories. There was a young man who was studying MBBS in England. He was studying MBBS in England. In the olden days, meaning he was a very brilliant young man, isn't it? And he had his father, mother, grandfather, grandmother. So when he was in the final year of MBBS, he received a message that his grandfather died and that he has to visit India. So he came back to India to visit the house where he saw the grandfather death. It was very painful to him to see the death. And while the ten-day ceremony is being conducted to grandfather, grandmother also died. When the grandmother also died, the pain was more. And as the ten-day function relating to grandmother is being done, his father, who is the son of the two, the parents who died, could not bear the birth and the death of father and mother. He died. It has really happened. If you want, you can ask Sudhir Reddy. He will explain to you in greater detail. Then came the situation where the mother died. <laughs> so he was totally disillusioned about the whole life. <clears throat> and turned himself to be an Acharya, and today he is one of the Sankara Acharyas that keep helping people all over. He is inspiring souls, guiding them in the, in the right direction, and fulfilling their lives, putting them into the path of light. See how life is turned. Is this, so sometimes, these painful measures are adopted. Not in pleasure you get initiation. In pleasure you don't get initiation. If Arjuna received the teaching, it is at the height of his crisis he received the teaching. Isn't it? So therefore, in our life, pain comes. 
This dimension, life is not always full of pleasure. It, 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 it alternates with pain. It's not that we are always healthy. Sickness and health alternates, isn't it? We have some few moments of health and many moments of sickness. <coughs> Every week we get cold and cough, isn't it? There is a weekend for which you don't get cold and cough. The rest of the time you have cold and cough, isn't it? It's happened. Right from that point. How our how many dispositions are surviving? Because always there are repeated sicknesses. Once in a way there is health. Health and sickness go together. Comfort and discomfort go together. Pain and pleasure go together. Moments where you weep, moments where you smile, smile go together. It all happens in pairs. But when you are in the, in the comfort zone, in the pleasure zone, you would never progress. You would never progress. So the one who looks for your progress, the Father in the heaven, that is how it is said in the West, <clears throat> how does he, how should he help you to come to him? Therefore the pain is also there in creation. You should not create pain to yourself. Don't do that. <laughs> Some emotional Christians, they, they put themselves to pain thinking that it will bring them closer to Christ. That's not the way. It is like an induced pain, it will not help. There is a pain that really cripples your heart. That's the pain. Even if you wish to forget it, you cannot forget it. Even if you wish to overcome it, you cannot overcome it. it. It doesn't let you even sleep well. Such pain, what is the course for us? The only course that we have is look to the Divine because that is the only source from which you get solace. That is the only source through which we get solace and not only solace, we are much deeply connected to the Divine in such painful situations. The story of Harishchandra, the story of Nala are also stories like that. A man is tested when he is put to fire. <coughs> And we say, man, the woman also. No one just uh, walked towards the Divine uh, through a path of pleasure. Through a path of pleasure. It is through the path of pain. Meaning, take advantage of the pain that approaches you in life. Take advantage of the pain that approaches you in life because pain is inevitable. It comes. And whatever you have gained during the hours of pain as an association with the Divine, hold on to it firmly. That's how there are innumerable stories, innumerable stories where pain leads you to the Divine. Therefore, let not pain be seen as some misfortune. People, when we explain our pain to the others, 
and ask why it is so with me. People say it is your karma. It's easy to <laughs> it's easy to wash your hands by saying it's your karma. When it is pain to others, you will easily say it is your karma. But when pain comes to you, if someone tells you it is karma, you would like to slap him. <laughs> I have one person who went through many pain, <clears throat> and even now from time to time he, he gets pain from life. <clears throat> he writes to me, please explain to me what am I to do in this situation. Please don't tell me it is karma, he himself says. <laughs> please don't tell me it is my karma that I can no more accept. I have been hearing it from so many sources. I relate to you because you don't speak of it. I, re- I, I relate to you because you are compassionate enough not to put the guilt, not to pull the, put the guilt back in me. So kindly let me know how I am, at, what am I to do in this situation. So to say it is your karma, you bear it, is not there. Tell them it, it's an opportunity. It, it opens some other door in life. It offers some other door in life. There are many men who have gained the grace of the divine when they had very tough wife at home. Very tough wife. A gayal pelam enabled Amayaka Mugudu to get related to the divine. It happens. Likewise, vice versa, vice versa, a stupid husband who continuously pains the lady, what is it that the lady can do? He's stupid. A stupid came into your life, for what? Turn to the divine. Don't turn to the husband anymore. (laughs) This is normally not spoken. But that's it. That's the truth of the lives of initiates. When a son deeply troubled a father, the father turned divine. <laughs> Through relating to the divine, isn't it? You, you know, you know the story of Pundalika. How mis, how misbehaving he was. This, the movie Pandranga Mahatya, which is known to the Easterns. The boy was at responsible. In every aspect he was a response. He had every vice. The father turned much more to the divine and realized the divine on account of the pain that he suffered through the son. So pain can come through the through husband, pain can come through the son. Pain can come from most proximate sources. Pain can, can come from most unexpected sources. And for nothing you are pained. It's a wonder that your own lady gives, continuously gives you pain. Your own son gives continuously pain to you. Your own earlier friends give you pain. It's a wonder. See the divine play in it. Because the divine would like you to wind up that shop and get back into divine business. That's all. Business means in Sanskrit, activity. The same word is used, Vyapara. 
from vyapara to divya vyapara. Unless all other doors are closed, you don't relate to the one door which is up above. That's how grace visits in a very funny manner. That is why it is said in scriptures that no one knows how the grace visits. No one knows how the grace visits. So take the pain as a means, as a message, that it wants you to relate to the divine. <coughs> wants you to relate to the divine. It is a dimension coming from the yoga of Master Sivivi. He, he always tells you, accept it. See me in the pain, he says. See me in the event of displeasure. See me in the event of calamity. See me and do not see the other aspect of it. Then you are more related to me. And by that relation you are elevated. From an elevated state nothing bothers you. How do we come out of the duality of pain and pleasure? Unless you see in pleasure and in pain the divine. You cannot lift yourself up. That's why he was mostly doing contrary things. He is also known to be a master of contrary. If you have expectation, he does the contrary. If you have expectation, he does the contrary so that you gain the state of non-expectation. Non-expectant state. Because he would like you to rise not to always look for kindergarten things of life. There are better things of life to which you can elevate and receive. The gifts of life, the gifts of God, the angelic gifts, they are only for those who accept pain and move forward. Not those who complain about pain, not those who succumb to the pain. You don't have to succumb, you can relate to the Master. This dimension of the Master is stupendous. Stupendous. That's why whenever, that, that's why we do not promote the yoga of Master Siddhi. We do not promote it. People come and receive it. No one goes, publicizes, to join the path of Master Sivivi. But people do come to it, come into it. Why? They are ripe to take to this yoga. They are ripe enough to take to this yoga and when they relate to the Master, the Master has a program for them. The program of the Master is to give you initially Saturnian training. <coughs> he is himself the Saturn. We don't have to look to our charts about Saturn transits. This is Elnatsani, this is Ardhastamasani, this is Astamasani, all this. Ethos, Saturn, Saturn in opposition, Saturn in square, Saturn in conjunction, all that you don't have to see. Because the Master says, I am already there with you at all times. Why do you, <laughs> why do you look to your charts? Why do you look to your I will neutralize the impact of Saturn on you. I will neutralize the impact of Saturn on you. 
I will ensure that you raise about beyond the pain and pleasure. I will raise you beyond the pain of comfort and discomfort. I will raise you from the plane of profit and loss. I shall put you into a plane where you don't suffer this reality and you have the beauty of experience. The beauty of divine experience. May he lift up the earth to the kings of beauty. Not only individual beings, his work is to lift up the earth itself into the kingdoms of beauty. So when earth itself is lifted up, what about the beings? The beings are very easily lifted up. He therefore lets us into the experience of Venus. I think in the morning I spoke about Venus. Antar Vishwani Vidmana Jigati. Once you are introduced into the divine field and the beauty of the divine and the angelic functioning, where you meet the semi-divine, semi-human masters whom we call ascended masters, when you are able to visit their ashrams, when the masters are able to visit you, you care a tuppence for all these earthly difficulties. It is like this. You know tuppence? Like a particle of hair, you just drop all these physical things. You are into far better things. You are not after the worldly things. The joy is much more. Satkavulla halikulayana nemi. In whichever way you nourish your body, what does it matter when you are in relation with the divine? It is in this context we can understand the beauty of those who go more into meditation and less into worldly activity, you know. They are in, in, in continuous romance with the divine. They are not so much into the world and this is nothing to them in compared to that. <coughs> Isn't it? Just to feed the stomach, so much activity. The whole activity is only to sustain this body, isn't it? They just go to five houses, whatever they give in the bowl, they bring it, whatever is agreeable to them, they eat it, take bath and again relate to divine, because that relating to with the super mundane is much more nourishing than looking for some food, some some pizzas, some kind of uh, Chapatis, dosas, idlis, or bishibhela bhat, as I spoke in the morning. <laughs> These are all no more. Not that uh, they denounce them, but they are not so much inclined towards them. Mandara, Magaranda, Madhurya, Manateru, Madhupambu, Bhogune, Madhanamulaku. Isn't Nirmala, Mandakini, Vichikala, Dhubu, Rayansa Sarune Taranganilatu. I am giving some rest to the translators. Ambujodara Divya Padara Vinda Chintanamruta Matta Chitta Meriti Itarambu Charanetsu. Hello, Mantada. Ambujodara Divya Padara Vinda Chintanamruta Matta Chittam. Meriti Itarambu Charanetsu. 
Are we like that? Is our love for divine is so deep? I will explain this part. A son tells his father, the son is always engaged with the divine. And he is the prince to be. He is an young fellow. The father is a great king. The king wants that his son relates to all the kingly facilities and be a, a future king, take over, rule the kingdom, etc., etc. But the son, he is relating to the divine right from his childhood. The king always insists, why do you sit in meditation like a stupid? For the one who is worldly, the meditating one looks like a stupid. For the meditating one, the one who is engaged in the world looks like a stupid. It's just the same. <laughs> so the king says, why do you sit always and look up and look here and there? Don't relate to all the kingly comforts. The son says, you don't know, father. You don't know. What I am enjoying, you don't know. That's why you speak like that. He says, my being is rejoicing at the feet of the Lord. At the feet of the Lord. The feet of the Lord are just above our Sahasrara. The feet of the Lord are just above our Sahasrara. The physical plane, above the physical plane are the feet of the cosmic person. And there are seven more planes. <clears throat> so I am engaged with it. It's so beautiful over there. And there are so many beautiful beings over there. There are so many men of wisdom over there. There are men of ex unlimited abilities over there. There is a great congregation over there around the feet of the Lord. I am engaged with it. And I am, I, I, I drink the, the joy of it so much that my mind is completely filled with it. As if I am like a drunkard. My mind has taken to that complete energy. It looks that I am drunk with it. The mind is filled with it. I look like a drunkard. But the joy that I get, I cannot even put in words. <clears throat> I cannot explain it. That kind of mind I have, why do you want me to get into all these things? How beautifully expressed in Telugu, that one, it says, Sisapadja, in which there are the last four lines. Ambujodara, Divya Padaravinda, Chintanamruta Matta Chitta Vishesha Matta Chitta Meri Iti Itarambu Chera Nesu. Isn't it? So that kind of a state to lead you to it, which is much more joyful, much more blissful, and you can remain in that state for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. That is what the Divine intends you each time when you push you from this world to the other world through different means. Through different means. So we, we claim to be devotees, we claim to be disciples, but we are not really in love of God. 
if we are in love of god that love of god leads you to be with him day and night day and night we are mostly pretending to be we have many other things still in need of at the mundane plane so as long as you are moving around here while relating to him once he decides how long this fellow hangs over here and let me grace him that grace comes in this man it has come to many like that not only the stories in the scriptures there are stories that have happened what happened to sri arabindo how did it get it? how did he get it when he was cornered in a jail he was imprisoned not many get that kind of a situation isn't it <laughs> he was a great devotee of lord he was a devotee of the mother he was imprisoned because he was indulging in certain actions which are contrary to british rule he was fighting for independence so he was imprisoned and that imprisonment caused lot of pain to him he came from very decent family a well to do family a reputed family he is himself very well educated and he landed himself in prison and prison is not what we can imagine the kind of prison that he was in so every day he was relating to the divine what wrong have i done that he have set me into such a situation he went on and on and on and on relating much more intensely the intensity of relating to the divine enabled him to experience the divine everywhere and consequently he came out of the jail much earlier than the ordained time he was released earlier he did not serve the whole sentence and he was released and he gave release to hundreds and hundreds of beings isn't it so therefore the master says first i will induce meaning through your own karma i take some karma and expose you to pain and through that pain i make you eligible to experience the light and once you are into light you care not for anything else. became because the field of light is so enchanting did the gopis ever care for their daily food and breakfast lunch dinner afternoon sleep night sleep we do all this activity with our night sleep and siesta day sleep and with breakfast with lunch with the snacks in between and dinner what kind of practice is this was that the way gopis did they were ever relating to the divine and they were mostly forgetful of this bodily sustenance it was somehow taken care of isn't how was it with ramakrishna paramahamsa is relating to the divine was so intense that he never bothered about food mother 
to him it is day and night day and night relating to the mother is most important and it is he decided until the mother speaks to me until the mother appears to me i shall not see like and he went on and on and on and on what happened somewhere on the way he saw a very black image of him coming out of him a very black image came out of him stood before him then something very white being came out of him and killed that black image this is his experience and later he explains all that is ignorance in me was expelled through the devotion that i have resorted to and that ignorance was killed by the knowledge within me this is my experience and thereafter every time when he closed his eyes that's it he was in ecstasy he was in ecstasy relating to the activity of the divine mother he was unmindful of his body unmindful the nature itself arranged the mother itself arranged a caretaker for him his name is madhura madhuru madhuru like that he had two friends one is madhur another is hriday they were particularly taking care of him so when he was getting into trance in his meditation they know he will not come back soon so they used to insert a hmm, ఏమంటారు రోలకరణ ఇంగ్లీష్లో ఏ రోలర్ దే యూస్ టు ఇన్సర్ట్ ఏ రోలర్ ఇన్ ది మౌత్ బికాస్ వన్స్ హీ గెట్స్ ఇన్ టు సమాధి దెర్ ఇస్ నో వే దట్ దే కెన్ ఫీడ్ హిమ్ సో దే యూస్ టు పుట్ వన్ రోలర్ ఇన్ టు ది మౌత్ సో దట్ ది మౌత్ రిమైన్స్ ఓపెన్ సో లెట్ హిమ్ గెట్ ఇన్ టు హిస్ సమాధి దే యూస్ టు ఫ్రమ్ టైమ్ టు టైమ్ ఫీడ్ లిక్విడ్ ఫుడ్ ఇన్ టు through his mouth into the system to so that he does not collapse he does not collapse and the meditators told used to ask him please don't do such a meditation that you just forget for days to eat to sleep to drink and all but ramakrishna was saying you don't know what it is you don't know what it is you feel that this is a hindrance this is a hindrance because you have to come back to feed this but we are here only to feed it thrice daily isn't it why are why i am saying this is not that you you try to imitate them it's not possible <laughs> it has to happen in our coursing as we course towards the divine see we know here in the story of jesus for 40 days he was in relation with the divine and the mount isn't near what is that place the mount is called mount of temptation but there is a there is a jericho the, near the town of jericho in the nation of israel there is the mount which is later named as mount of temptation he was meditating on that mount jericho was 
his earlier place in the earlier incarnations jesus was a chief disciple of moses he was known as jashua so he was in by he was drawn to jericho and took to the mount of jericho and there he related to the divine kneeling down kneeling down and he's he's lost into the divine in in muse with the divine for 40 days he is musing with the divine has abstained him from eating drinking sleeping nothing and thereafter he returned isn't it if we do it fasting we are only reminded of the food that we have not taken if we suppose we fast here in the group life we inquire what have you eaten for breakfast <laughs> what have what 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 did they serve for lunch that this belly bath was it served like that we inquire what did they give you for snacks because you want to know what you have missed <laughs> what kind of fasting is it by your association with the divine when you are when you are oblivious to the mundane things eh? then it is called true fasting not abstaining from food that's why krishna says the one the one who abstains from food is a fool it's not abstaining from food that leads you to divine your association with the divine enables you to forget about this the other way this is the other way so why why i say all this is master cbv says the venetian experience is a sure prophecy to all of you when you bear with the saturnian experience saturn relates to mundane plane where the conditioning is very high venus relates to super mundane plane plane where everything is beautiful flexible nothing is rigid it's a different world that's what is experience that's how you meet as i said the semi divine beings like masters of wisdom each one of us would like to relate to and speak to a master of wisdom how is it happen how does it happen your ability to relate your ability to relate within you when you are engaged with your daily bread you would not engage so much with the divinity so turning to the divinity is the essence of the whole thing and that divinity is present in all of us <clears throat> so to relate to it as much as possible as i explained to you yesterday about rama bharata lakshmana satrugna 50% devotion to relate to the pure consciousness in it. 25% to hold on to the wisdom of relating to with the world the other 25% you can hold your physical plane activity and emotional plane activity that's the proportion recommended by ramayana so that you stand a chance to walk into light and experience that light and eventually join that light as you join that light you will by yourself know that you are already out of the body 
the more you join the light, the more you are out of the body. And one day you will see that your body is over there and you are with a, a body of light. That's how it happened. That is what happened to Ramana Maharshi. That's why you need to study the stories of the realized ones. Ramana Maharshi had very high temperature. He did not think of calipal, nice, and some other paracetamol, etc., isn't it? <laughs> the entire family was out on a marriage uh, event, and he was at home. Very high fever, going up to 105 degrees. So high that he could not stay in the body, he came out of the body. <laughs> he came out of the body. And he saw his, his body lying on the cart over there. Then he recollected, wow, this is what I am. And this is what I wanted to be in my past life. When you are able to come out of your body and look at your body, at that time you get recollection of your past lives. So this is what I wanted in my past life. It came to be now in a different way through a fever. Through a fever. So he immediately decided that he should now go for penance. Whatever little money is there at home, he wrote a letter that I am moving on my purpose. Do not look for me. Anyway, I am not a useful member in the family. <laughs> he was not useful. <clears throat> he was a burden to his elder brother and wife and to the parents. See, anyway, I am not a useful member in the family. I have a different mission. I am going. I have taken a little money from you, from the house. Uh, <clears throat> so with that money he moved to Arunachala. He went up there. When he went, the temple was closed. He said, it's okay. He went further up and then started contemplating there and related to the light and became light and became a Maharshi. Venkatramana has become Ramana Maharshi. Maharshi means he is able to see through everything. So this dimension is, is very much possible in the path of yoga and the Master promises, is, promises this to us. So care not so much about organizing the physical life. Because the whole life is not enough to organize it. Even at seventy years we keep on still organizing it, isn't it? Until we die, we are only organizing the, the mundane life and not really relating to the... There is no vertical relating to only horizontal functioning all the time. What purpose does it serve? How can we... When we make a soul searching, we find that we are not really doing enough. We are already satisfied customers. With what little we have gathered around us in terms of money, comfort and house. But you should remember that one day you would die. Isn't it? Then what happens? You have prepared a house elsewhere. Have you? Where do you go? Where do you go? 
Have you prepared something elsewhere into which you can walk in? Will you be moving in the street all the time, houseless fellow? So, therefore, we have to make haste and tend to be much more intense in our practices. December call, we have been doing for many years, isn't it, from 2001. This is 2015, meaning 15 December calls we did, meaning we also did 15 May calls. By 15 I have been doing it from 1972, meaning how many May calls? Forty-four makers, so many prayers, so much of daily praying. What has happened? Has to be questioned by each one of us. Don't question others. <laughs> question yourself. How can you satisfy yourself unless you have walked consciously into that field of light where the Master is at work? The Master is available in the field of light. Master money is available, Master Ike is available. All those whom we displayed on the altar, they are all available. Do we have a dialogue with them? Then why do we keep them? We need to really firm up our resolve. <coughs> We have to re-resolve and be on the job that every day my predominant activity, especially for the retired community, I am saying this. There are youngsters here. They start, let them start relating on a daily basis so that as they walk into advanced ways, the habit of relating becomes very strong. <coughs> if you start early, you reach early. If you start late, better luck next life. Isn't it? That's also promised by Krishna in the sixth chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Don't worry that you have started late. If this becomes a habit, you will start working with this habit very early next time. So that you reach in time next time. So therefore, the path of Master Sevivi gives you the knowledge, relate as much minimum as possible with the world, and the rest of the time you relate to the Supermundi. That way you are building life into a permanent abode, an eternal life. Walking into eternal life is the emphasis of the teachings of all masters of wisdom. Sri Aurobindo called it Supramental, Master Sivivi called it <coughs> formation of golden bodies. Master Jalpur speaks of transcending death. All these only speak of one thing, to transcend consciously into the field of light so that you are not stuck in the field of matter. That should happen with all of us until then we cannot feel contented with us, much less feel proud of ourselves. I think that should be enough. That should be enough. So may that be so with all of us. And be, be, be sure that the Master is there to help us. His main work is that every Master of Wisdom 
is looking for someone who is serious about walking into the field of light. Our intention is not so very strong, it is lukewarm. We want the things to come to earth for us. We are not willing to walk into the field of light. We want more comfort, more money, more relations in the mundane world, and more and more and more and more in the mundane field. It's not that way. Walk into the light, then from there you have a, a grand vision, a far greater vision, and you would be of greater utility. That's why all masters of wisdom insist of our walking into the plane of light, which is called the buddhic plane. Thereafter you can eventually walk into the plane of atma, which you are. <coughs> Therefore, he says, first I introduce you with the regulations of Saturn and later I introduce you to the regulations of Venus, Sukra. There are Sukra courses, there are Saturn courses. Sukra courses are for those who are already dealing in the supermundane. Just by studying Sukra courses you don't get it. <coughs> We mostly walk into the glamour part of the teaching than to the real part of the teaching. So let us work out by relating vertically to the divine in us, seeking the support of the master. Don't try to do it by yourself, it doesn't work so well. Take the support of the master. With the support of the master it becomes easier. Because he has taken upon himself the responsibility of ensuring your realization of the Master in you. His work is to ensure that each one of us realize the Master in us and he supports us in that activity. When you are mostly engaged in that activity, he also supports us in the mundane activity. It's not for serving your mundane purposes at all times, the Master is. It is for those who are looking for relating to the Master in oneself <coughs> to make his life comfortable to relate to, he also supports us in the mundane plane. So he supports us in the super mundane plane predominantly and eventually supports you in the mundane plane. But if you are only oriented to mundane growth, His support may not be as much. So therefore, there is a stanza again in Bhagavata. Karma Tantrudakusu, Kamalatru Golsusu, Ubhayan Yetavrutti Nundanayini, Chudunu Karma Mella Siddhulamai Mellaga, Prabhalamagusu Vishnu Bhakti Chadaku. So therefore, more and more when you relate, your outer gets organized and you are allowed more and more to relate. That's why teacher always inquires about how are your prayers. He does not inquire about how, how is your business, how is your, how are your bank balances, how is your health. It's not his major concern. His major concern is how are your prayers. Are you very regular with your prayers? That's, that is how he is concerned. So no the support of the Master and keep working with it and move forward 
and let us keep doing it together. From time to time in every group life, in one way or other, we are reminded of our main work. And today at the end of the session today, tomorrow it is dedicated for questions and answers. You can, you can load your guns and shoot tomorrow as, as many questions as you would like tomorrow. I would like to, I, I would try to answer. But this is the concluding, uh, call it talk, call it discourse, call it by whatever name. This is the information we have to take it and uh, take it well and work with the Master to solve our situation once and for all. Once and for all. Any number of times we come here, it remains the same. It has a, a, a dual experience. Better move to higher states where there is no such duality. There is only the play plane of ananda or bliss. So that's what comes to be as the information or message or teaching or talk for this evening. Swasti prajabhyaha paripalayantam jnayena margena mahi mahesha ko brahmane bhyasubhamastanityam loka samastha sukhino bhavantu loka samastha sukhino bhavantu loka samastha sukhino bhavantu Om Shanti Shanti Shanti